Ladies and gentlemen, this podcast is brought to you by BSO and ABF Creative and is scheduled for one fall. And on the mic, we have the one and only Robert Latow. I got enemies, got a lot of enemies, got a lot of people trying to drain me of my energy. They trying to take the wave from your boy. That's it with your boy. Better pray for your boy. It's Robert Latow. Keep that same energy podcast. Let's get to the opening bell. You didn't think that Donald Trump was going to take this well, did you? I'm I'm just curious. Did you think he was going to take his L with grace, with honor, with respect? I just I just find it odd. We're 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 up on like the five year mark of Trump in politics, and really, if you go back and look at some of his his tweets um, when President Obama was in office, we're talking like five, six, seven years of this. There, there's nothing that would have suggested that he was going to take an L with grace. So I find it interesting that there are people out there that seem surprised by this. I think, um, I don't know if it was Anderson Cooper. It was one of them guys on, on CNN. It, it literally could have been anybody. But Joe Biden got up there and did his, um, you know, I won speech. It was solid. It's a solid speech. And just the fact that it was solid (laughs) made it seem spectacular in comparison. It's like if you go from a relationship where you're being beat every day, smacked around, punched in the face, and then you, you get into your next relationship and the person just, you know, brings you coffee in the morning. You think that's the most spectacular thing of all time, even though it's just normal. It's like how normal relationships work. That's the situation with Trump and Joe Biden. For for six, seven, eight years, however long when he, he started talking about running for president, and specifically the last four years when he was president, we've been beat down with things that when you look at it, you say, that's not normal. That's not how a normal person in power, a president, would speak. And we've been listening to it for four years. It's almost like you've been indoctrinated, brainwashed. So anybody that comes out there and just speaks like normal, wow, it's normal. We're loving that, just normal. It's like being in traffic, going to your commute every day for four years. There's always traffic. It's always an accident. It always takes you an hour to get there. And then one day, for whatever the reason, (laughs) you know, you, you get there in 30 minutes. There's no traffic. There's no accident. You catch all the green lights. And you're like, wow. 
This is what I remember this. This is how it used to be. Normal. This is not the finish of the race. This is just the, the start. Uh, Trump is, is, is going to have to leave. You know, but he's going to he's going to go out like, you know, John Wick. He's going out guns blazing. This, 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 you know, if you thought this was going to be like easy. No. And yeah, he has some people that's behind him. The reason why is because I don't think they particularly care for him. I don't think they like him. But he ha- he does have 70 million supporters. So some Republicans are a little easy just to, you know, poop on them. I was going to say another word, but I didn't. Marcus, if you, if you pee on this carpet, there's going to be consequences and repercussions. I literally just took you out for a walk. Consequences and repercussions. So do not do not pee on the carpet. We're still working on getting that dog who is uh, our puppy. We've had for we got four months. He's, he does a pretty good job with the potty training. We've been going outside more often. We get, well, she's going to the backyard, but he's big enough now. And I just got the carpet clean, so I'm watching him. What do you want? We're talking politics right now. <laughs> he wants uh, Harper's pacifier. Uh, the baby's not here yet. Any day, though. Any day. So anyway, Trump, um, yeah, he's, he's going he's to burn every bridge that he can. People are going to hang with him until he's out. Once he's out, I think you'll see a, uh, with the Republicans, you'll see them try to distance themselves because they're in, at that point they will have to be dealing with Joe Biden. The most important thing, though, honestly, you got to really pay attention. I can always tell where people don't understand their politics. Like, you know, yeah, the president has a lot of power, uh, a lot of executive power. I heard uh, Biden's going to knock off those student loans. So, yeah, the president does have power to get people out of jail, to do a lot of executive orders, to overturn some things. But to have true power in America you have to be able to control both the House of Representatives and the Senate. There are two runoff races um, in Georgia. If the Democrats win those two races, they control both the House and the Senate, and then we could hopefully get some work done. If not, uh, they're going to run into the problem that President Obama ran into. And actually, if you really think about it, Trump came about because of President Obama. I think most people know that. But what people really don't understand is this, is that the reason for a while the House was Republican and the Senate has been Republican, even back in the uh, Barack days, was because that was the initial pushback. Like They couldn't get Obama out of office. But what they could do is all these local levels and state levels where people don't vote as much, they can get the Republicans in. And actually, that's what they did this year. A lot of people hated Trump. But there was a lot of people who voted just for Biden, just to get Trump out of office. They didn't vote for anything else. They vote for the Senate, the House, or the uh, state representatives, and the, the city council, all the stuff that, that literally, honestly, if you're being honest, has more, more to do with your day-to-day life than what's happening with the president. So if you really want some change to happen, 
in, if you're in Georgia and you're listening to this, you know, make sure you go out and vote uh, for those runoffs, which I believe are the 1st of January. Like I said, this is not the finish. This is the start. Yeah, you know, before anything can happen, you always have to get your dictators out of office. You got to get the dictator out of office, and then maybe you can start working on some things. But we still have a serious problem, like I talked about last week. There's still 70 million people that thought, in their mind, that Donald Trump was a good president. It's a lot of people. <laughs> That's a serious problem. Now, thankfully, there were more people that realized that it was a serious problem, but it's still. In a reality world, he wouldn't have won any states. So that tells you that we're not where we need to be. Now, is Joe Biden the type of person that could bring these MAGA cult people over to his side? Probably not. The question really begs is how many are the cult followers and how many, like I've talked about before, your neighbors, the people that you work with, some of your friends, that low-key... They kind of dig white supremacy, but they're not overtly racist. How many of those people be like, okay, okay, I know Trump was bad, but, you know, I do like my white supremacy. But, you know, Joe Biden's an old white man, so it's pretty much not quite the same, but it's better than, you know, <laughs> better than Barack. You know, so... I don't know. Let's, like I said, we're at the start. Nowhere near the finish. And here's the thing. We may never get to the finish because, once again, with the United States of America and the way that they felt like the best way for us to be united is to try actually not to have a dictatorship, you know, or just one voice overall. The problem with that is that they set up many dictatorships with the House and the Senate and the Republicans and the Democrats so it's like it's like two fighting regimes. They're supposed to work together. Ideally. It's supposed to be bipartisan. Ideally. But that's not the case and we know that to be true. So it's like it's basically like two dictator governments within the same country. Democrats a little more optimistic. Basically, the Democrats are like a boxer, right? A good defensive boxer. You know, they jab, jab, slip a punch here and there. Don't really have a lot of power. But, you know, they, they try to really do the sweet science. Republicans are maulers, brawlers, dirty fighters, do whatever they need to do to win the fight. So it's an interesting contrast. And it, once again, it's not a surprise that black people saved the country because that's what we always do anyway. Black women specifically, just black, the black counties in Georgia. You know, we, we saved the, in Philadelphia, excuse me, in Pennsylvania. I mean, we saved the country. I mean, we do it all the time. If you really think, think about everything that is good about the United States, States, if you really think about it, almost all of it has some sort of lineage to black people. You know, when you're doing the running man, that didn't, didn't come from nobody white. You know, 
music is dominated now by, you know, rap and R&B. You know, when you got your your, your wife or baby mama pregnant, you wasn't listening to uh, uh, Katy Perry. No offense to Katy Perry. Just saying. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Your style, culture, sports. Imagine sports without any black people right now today. All the black athletes was like, you know something, we're going to become, you know, dentists. Imagine how that would look. And that's it, no offense to, to, to the white athletes out there. You know, but but you saw how, how Brady looked when he just had Edelman as his number one. A lot different than when he had Randy Moss. You know what I'm saying? So once again, we saved today. Just remember, it's the start, not the finish. You can be happy. I You know, I think sometimes we have that type of issue where we feel like because we know it's not done that like we can't be happy. No, you can be happy. You can be happy. Anytime you get a dictator out of office, that's a good thing. That's a positive thing. It's a step in the right direction. I think people just feel, you know, feel a little, you can breathe a little bit better now. They got this vaccine that's coming. Biden has got a, a legit task force that he won't be undermining. So, I mean, there are things to be hopeful for in 2021. No, no, nobody black thinks Biden is a black savior. What they think is, is that pretty much anybody would be better than Trump. And for the most part, I think people can see Biden genuinely is a good guy. That doesn't mean that he's made good decisions in his entire 50 years in, in politics. He has not. He has not. And it hasn't always been for us with some of his legislation. You know, but you got you got to deal with what you're What is he doing right now in 2020 while he's the president or 2021? I mean, as long as he's not putting in a crime bill in 2021, I'm, I'm good with it. He said he was sorry. It was bad. But he wasn't the only one. It wasn't like it was Joe Biden's crime bill. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of people in, in involved with that. People always, he said, you know, he says you know, he understands. We'll see. Lost. We'll see. Like I said, at <laughs> least Larissa, we have some normalcy. <laughs> and when something crazy happens, you know, pandemic, you, you, you know, work you online a lot. Kill ourselves. And you don't actually hear people talking. Like, hey, say their name. You'll be okay. Lost. What in the blue hell? That's pretty much the same. Do you feel bad for Scotty? Do you or you like, you know? That's who you married, so you got to deal with it. The thing is, is that, you know, a lot of this weird stuff, that's that's the dog. The dog hears the dishwasher and thinks there's an intruder. <laughs> well, I appreciate the fact that he, he's protective like that. There's no there's no edits here. We just, we just keep rolling through. There's no edits. No time for that. It's too much news going on. But do you feel bad for Scott? You know, it, it's I, the, what I was saying was this stuff happens a lot in sports entertainment where, you know, it's a lot of wife swapping, a lot of girlfriends swapping, IG models swapping. It's just she talks so freely about it. And, you know, that's normally, most, most keep it internal, so you don't know who's swapping what, 
but she's always talking about it. So she was on some show and she, uh, even though it was just a rumor, not confirmed, but she, she confirmed that she was dating Tristan Thompson. And that she was the one that introduced him to Chloe and then he cheated on her uh, with Chloe. Now, none of that surprised me as far as the Kardashian stuff, but it's like, you, you, you know you're married, right? It's like, you're still legally are married and you're publicly out here you know telling people that you had a a fling and an affair with Tristan Thompson and was flying them out to LA and stuff it's a little weird and then you say well your cheating with Future wasn't technically cheating because Scotty wasn't at the house still cheating <laughs> sorry you can't really get around that. You're sleeping with other men while you're married. And Scotty came back. So what? Did you get your little cheat on and, and while he was gone? Did he, come on now. I just don't know why you would want to say some of this stuff aloud. I understand after she got kicked out of the Kardashian clan, you know, it's, the attention is not what it used to be. But this shouldn't be the way. You know how the Mandalorian said this is the way? This, this shouldn't be the way. should be the opposite Mandalorian. should not be the way. What do you think about the Mandalorian show, by the way? Do, do you, you have to be a real Star Wars buff to, like, really get into it? I think it's pretty good. I like Baby Yoda. It's cute. But I always have to go back and watch, like, YouTubes from the Star Wars people. Because obviously there's like a hundred Easter eggs to see exactly what I'm missing. Like I've I've seen all the Star Wars movies, but I'm not a Star Wars buff. It's not like we watching something from Marvel. They're like, oh okay, I I know all of that. Or watching something from DC, I get that. I know that history. I mean, I'm not like super super deep into it like some people, but I, I know enough. But I don't know enough about Star Wars or the Clone Wars or all of that. I don't, I don't. I can't. I saw the prequels. I, I, the only parts I remember about the prequels were that when Anakin went in there to, to kill the, the baby Jedi and when the guys all chopped off. So what was that? Is that Return of the Sith? What is, which one is that? I, I forget which one's the, the third prequel. They really should have left it at three, to be honest with you. The, the, what, what they wouldn't be prequels, what, the sequels, I guess? The, the next three trilogy, they, they were okay. They were alright. The last one was a little, I thought the last one was okay. I thought the, the last three movies were movies for people that really weren't deep into Star Wars. You just wanted a movie that you could just go see some fights and go home. That That's what I thought. Mandalorian's cool. I like Baby Yoda. Or the child, as they call him. But Laza, she should, you know, maybe not, you know, when they ask you they want, she wants to come on the show, maybe just say no. You know. Imagine if you're Tristan. Tristan Thompson has cheated on everybody. I believe he was with his baby mama, not Chloe, at this time, he cheated on everybody. Uh, cheated on Chloe while she was pregnant with 
sister's BFF. He's done all of this. She took him back for the hundredth time. They seem to be in a good place. They're probably sitting at home watching TV on Twitter. And then they see my headline. That's probably not a good thing. Worse for Scotty, but still, you know, not, not, a, not a great thing. Oh, the other thing I wanted to talk about in this segment is uh, there was a rapper that got shot, uh, King Vaughn. So, I'm pretty sure you saw that. I was not um, aware uh, of King Vaughn, I'll be honest with you. But that's just because I'm old. Doesn't mean that he's, you know, not good or is good or whatever. He obviously had a very big, strong fan base from the reaction. Uh, and he was shot. Uh, and, you know, I'm one of those people that are curious about people. So, like, what's, you know, what's his backstory and it was it was pretty much, uh, you know what you expect from Chicago from the old block, a uh, lot of run-ins uh, with the law at an early age. Gets into rapping to kind of get himself out of the streets, but it's too much still in the streets. Gets into a scuffle with another rapper, another young kid who shouldn't have a gun has a gun. Shoots him and he passes away. We've seen it uh, a lot. <laughs> We've seen it a lot. Uh, the thing that made me sad though, and I guess Barkless maybe was sad too. Uh, the thing that made me sad was uh, yes, three kids, three little kids. I think three girls, three little babies, and it's just one of those things. And and, and look. You know, I grew up, Pac, Biggie, Big L, you know, deaths that really, really hit hard back then. Without question, Tupac would have been an award, an Oscar award winner actor by this time in his, his, his life. I'm 100% sure of that. Uh, Biggie. Um, I think, you know, would still be on his legendary track. So, and, you know, Big L was one of the the best lyricists that a lot of people have never uh, heard heard of. You know, and and it's scattered throughout, you know, throughout those times. So, So, I understand that. So, it's not like I'm saying these kids are any different than what I grew up with, but the, this you just it just hurts to see um, kids having to grow up without a father. You just have to let some of that hood go. I know it's hard. I know it's very difficult. It's difficult for athletes. It's difficult for rappers. If you grew up in a certain place, and but you know we we saw when I was watching No Limit. Documentary, you see what happened to C. Murder. Like, that shouldn't happen. You're making millions and millions of dollars. That shouldn't happen. So, it's just my thoughts and prayers go out to you know his family. But these things are avoidable. You know, 
They're they're very avoidable. Get security. Don't get into places where or fights. It's not worth it. You're the star. I think that's the first thing to remember. You're the star. You're the one that has everything to lose. The, The shooter does not. You see what I mean? The shooter does not. You know what I'm saying? So, don't always always take that in consideration. Who has the most to lose? People that don't have anything to lose or feel like they've been wronged are always the ones that are out here trying to expose. You see what I'm saying? So always the ones that are quick to pull the trigger. So just take all of that into consideration. I know it's hard, but it's very scary to to be living life on stage, doing your thing. And just like that, just snapping the fingers, it's gone. And that can happen to, to anyone. I'm going to say that could happen to anyone. So just, just be safe out there. I mean, just always remember that life, thing Biggie, I remember Biggie said a long time ago, and I always remember, he said, yeah, you know, I wouldn't wish death on no one because there's no coming back uh, from that. The Injustice League. They're saying Melina is going to divorce Trump right after they kick him out of office. Uh, but you can't expect any um, like tell-all book because he makes them sign that prenup uh, when they can't say anything bad about him after they leave him. So he can lose the election, lose the presidency, loses his woman. That's probably not a big deal to him. He doesn't seem to like Melina that much, and she doesn't seem to like him. He'll find somebody else. That's that's just what he does. I've never seen nobody. You could, you could tell that she, the reports was that when he won initially, she cried. He didn't want to be no first lady. That requires work. <laughs> and then say Trump doesn't want to be president to actually do the job. He like the title. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody likes the title of manager. <laughs> Nobody actually likes to do the work of the manager. You see what I'm saying? That's why he's upset. He's losing the title. He's a loser. That's his problem. Because he doesn't like to do the work at all. Ideally, he would not want to work. But the title's cool. Who doesn't like to be called president? They called you President Jim right now. Yeah, that's great. I like that. Presidential. But they're like, hey, Jim, you got to do all this and read these briefings. And there's a, a, a virus going around killing him. You don't want to do all that. You don't want to do all that. I also want people to remember the cops are still shooting people. They're still pulling people over. They're still racially discriminating against. Don't think that just because Joe Biden is president that's going to stop. They shot somebody out here in L.A. yesterday. The kid from LSU got pulled over by the cops and they were going to shoot him until he told them that he actually plays for the football team. So all of that still happening. So I don't want you to think that just because Biden got president, that they're still not going to beat you. 
and potentially shoot you. They will. You know, the, the, the states, some of the states may have voted for, for Trump. But do you think Coon County in Georgia cares about that? Or some of the states voted against Trump. Do you think those little counties in Ohio and Pennsylvania and Georgia, you think they care? Uh, they fired up. You know the ones I'm talking about with like five police officers and they all from the Klan? Well, it should be safe out there when you're driving around. They may be looking to take retaliation. I do think as a, as a cult leader, when, you, when the leader goes down, cults normally burn themselves out because they're dumb, so they need someone to follow. Like, I saw somebody say he couldn't believe that that Washington had two million votes for president, but it says that Washington only had 680,000 people, and he was talking about Washington, D.C., and didn't know that there was a Washington state. <laughs> didn't know there was a state of Washington. <laughs> so, just stay cool. Let it burn itself out. But they're still there. Always remember that. And they may be trying to get back at you. They may be your loan officer. Like I said, a police officer. The, the bank manager. You just don't know. You got to keep a, an eye out. Because it's not, it's not over. Like I said, just start, not to finish. Just the fact that the Republicans had a, had a good... A good showing with the House of Representatives that may still control the Senate lets you know that it's not quite over. There's a lot of people, a lot of Republicans that are still very supportive. They just, I mean, you have to be real out there to support Trump. But everybody else, they're cool with. I mean, they putting conspiracy theories in, racists in, and just sliding right in underneath your nose. So, so keep an eye out and be safe. The new Xbox and PS5 is uh, coming out this week. Um, if you got your pre-orders, I hope they come on time. If not, uh, I do hope that you get it by Christmas at least. Uh, unfortunately, with these new consoles, it's very much uh, like uh, the sneakers. You know, they said they have a big sneaker release and they only have like five sneakers and you never get the ones that you want. A um, little difference in the fact that Sneakers take like 89 cents to make, and these are, are, are powerful pieces of electronical equipment. But still, I mean, if you if you know, you should have a surplus. I mean, I don't know what happens after you make one. I'm pretty sure the machines can make a bunch after that. I get that they don't want to make too much, because then if they don't sell them all, then, you know, you got overhead and stuff like that. But when have you ever known Xbox and PlayStation, uh, Sony, to come out with something and then not sell out immediately uh, I'll let you know if I get mine uh, the wife got a pre-order from Target I am glad she didn't get it from Amazon because Amazon is sending emails to people that they may not get theirs until uh, December uh, she hasn't got anything from Target so let's knock on wood and hope everything comes okay it's, it's weird how this happened I mean it's almost like a presidential election every four to eight years they drop a new one I remember when the PlayStation 2 came out, you couldn't find it anywhere. And you have to understand that 
these days it's easy. You got apps and stuff like that to where, you know, Amazon wasn't a thing. And what, what, what did the PlayStation 2 come out? 2000, maybe? 2002? Around that time? 2003? I don't know. You didn't have no Amazon then. A lot of the times, I remember if you wanted to get your new console, what you would have to do is on Black Friday, and it was always a risk, right? On Black Friday, you'd have to go to Best Buy or Target or GameStop or Walmart, and you had to stand in line, uh, you know, if you was in a Midwest state or an Eastern state, normally freezing cold, and hope you can get one um, that they had. Like, today, you don't really do that. They have, like, Black Friday on Tuesday. You just get it online or whatever it is. But back then, you had to go to the store. But the, the issue was you didn't know how many was in stock at which store, right? So, you know, you had to take a, a chance. You know, maybe they had 50 at Best Buy. They had 100 at Target. Maybe 35 at Walmart. So you had to, to to take a risk and see. The thing about like people would get in line for like those TVs and stuff that you, once again you cannot just buy online. But they would. I remember I had a friend that worked at Best Buy. They said, "Oh, what we do if you put out you know a hundred of those thirty-two inch flat screens for ninety-nine dollars, <laughs> and you know we have five hundred in the back. We just you know put it out later in the day. So if you want to come later on, you can still get your ninety-nine dollar flat screen. But I don't think they're doing it like that for the the PlayStation 5 and the Xbox is that if you are trying to get one, what I would do uh, is on launch day. So I believe launch day is coming up immediately uh, for the Xbox. And then it's the 12th uh, for the PlayStation 5 is what you need to do. And then my wife gave me this actual instructions because she's a professional shopper. Always ask your lady. Your ladies are professional shoppers. Uh, so they know exactly what to do. She said the best thing to do is is early, like early, like at midnight or whatever the launch day is, three in the morning, wherever you're at, go online and see if they have some available for you to pick up. Yeah, they may not, they don't want to, um, they won't broadcast it, like the pre-launch. They won't, they won't, they won't broadcast it. But if you go in late night, sometimes they got a few just sitting out there and they don't want people to know. So I'm, keep, I'm keeping you up on game. So what I would do is whatever your launch date is, whichever console you want at midnight uh, Eastern. So that could be like nine Pacific or 11 Central. Have your browsers up with Target, Best Buy, GameStop, anything that is Walmart, anything that's within range for you to go pick up or do like a, a drive-by and just wait and see if they get like five because the shipping the orders are probably coming from a warehouse not a store but the store may get 10 just on the low just to have something there but if you lock yours in to pick up they have to hold it until you go get it and then, you know, you're good to go. I might do it just so I can go sell it on eBay. They're going for like $1,000 on eBay. So if I get a second one, well, maybe I give it away. You know, who knows? I may be in the Christmas chair. I may just give it away. 
to a needy family. What about that? Well, we'll see. Or I sell it for eBay for $1,000. I'm needy. Be safe out there. <laughs> Be sure to check out the website, blacksportsonline.com. Register for my email list for all the new updates. Listen to this podcast wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Follow me on Twitter at BSO, Facebook, Black Sports Online, Instagram, BSOTV, and much appreciation to my podcast partners at ABF Creative for all their hard work in making this weekly podcast a success. I'm out.